Hi everyone, this is Dora. I just wanted to do a little housekeeping before we get to the episode. Uh, we realized that our lines didn't include racism and sexism when they should. Uh, unfortunately, we recorded several sessions without the correct lines, so you'll probably be hearing this message on a few episodes before we've gotten it corrected. Anyway, uh, now that that's out of the way, enjoy the show. Hi folks! Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLCast. Today we're playing The Sundered Land by D. Vincent Baker. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. The Sundered Land is a series of five single-page games, plus two supplements set in the sword and sorcery ruins of the future. The games are mutually compatible and overlapping, but self-contained. Each game plays in 20 to 60 minutes. You can play them in whatever order you like. You can bring the character from one game into the next or create a new character whenever you like. I'm Kales and you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... Hi, I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Alex. Um, you can find me on Twitter at KismetNemesis and my pronouns are also they, them. And I'm Dora. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are also they, them. A bunch of they, thems today. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically every recording, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, violence against children, sexual assault, domestic or intimate partner violence, attacks by dogs, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations or in graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started with this with this okay. game that we've never played before. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a fun experiment. All right. All about trying new things. <laughs> easiest thing to do let's go ahead and introduce our characters first uh you know even though it says we can create new characters you know we're still just using the same characters and then uh i think we can come up with blurbs about the the different games jade why don't you go first because you're at the top of the list okay um i'm gonna be playing tala uh uses they them pronouns um in this sort of post-apocalyptic setting that we have and we're imagining it kind of like more greenery and vines rather than like desert wastelands. They're pretty useful because they're a scout and kind of a hunter-gatherer. They know the land, they know the trails, they're good at uh, surviving off it. Like they've, they're young, they're like in their mid to late 20s and they've only known this world. And as such, they're pretty good at making their way around in it and very comfortable. They're a cheerful, happy type, uh, sweetheart, uh, Tall, uh, heavy, and very softly spoken. Think like Chinpo from Mulan. <laughs> but like, looking like um, she's a model called uh, Paxashia, so uh, 
soft, very soft features, long hair that's worn back in a bunch of braids to keep it off their face. And yeah, that's them. All right. And I'm playing Yvaine, who um, is going to be Tala's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she nice. uses, yeah, she uses she, her pronouns. Um, she likes to knit and to cook. She's like a very motherly type, but she's very young. Um, and even though Tala is the older sibling, um, Yvaine is always like trying to take care of them. Um, and I face cast her as Hasul from Luna. So she has like long dark hair. Um, you know, she's Korean, has a uh, sort of not really bird-like features, but like almost bird-like features. Um, I'll be playing Marius. Uh, they use they, them pronouns. And in this setting, um, they're a refugee of the mage enclave at Anukar. Um, which they're trying to escape with the, the last tome of knowledge from the Enclave. We'll find out what happened to the Enclave in play, I think. But as usual, they're, they're too focused on study and the pursuit of knowledge to be a nice person, so they're, they're kind of an accidental jerk a lot of the time. <laughs> I love them. I love them a lot. Um, and I'll be, I'll be playing, um, Sable, uh, who uses he or they pronouns, but they'll probably be using mostly they pronouns for this game. Um, Sable is a veteran of the, the, of a recent war, or maybe not so recent war. It's kind of hard to tell how old they actually are, because they talk about the time pre-apocalypse like they were there. But that's impossible, right? Um, they are lawful, lawful, lawful. Um, they're not. They, they're, they're constantly trying their best, but their best is just not really very good. Um, they have very black and white morals, but they try. They try. The, the sort of face claim I came up with last night as I was going to sleep was um, Robin Wright in like like older robin wright but with like dark red hair Ooh, nice yeah oh man i've been <laughs> oh like my gosh i've been like trying to figure out what their face claim was for days and it finally came to me i was like robin wright obviously of course obviously i'll have to figure out a face claim for marius one of these days yeah, but what do they days. look like what do they look like generally oh they're they're generally okay. short probably like Five four, five five, willowy. You know your typical academic sort of slender uh, with long hair that's usually kept in a braid at all times. How old is Marius? Like, because if Tala's like in their mid to late twenties, Evane is younger than them. Mm-hmm. Marius is in their in their thirties, like their early to mid thirties. Cool. I think Evane is at most twenty two. Oh, bless. Baby. Sable probably looks like they're in their late 40s, early 50s, but who knows if that's how old they actually are, right? And they're sure not telling. <laughs> yeah, and so that's going to be the adult when we need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think we already talked a little bit about it, but the world that we're playing in is we're probably about 150 years or so post the apocalypse um and we're, we decided to go with completely overgrown with greenery as opposed to desert wasteland um so we liked the image a lot of like ruins that are overgrown with with like ivy or kudzu and, and stuff like that 
So the game suggests, like in on the in the document, that you could start. Did we say we were going to start with the original Sundered Land, a doomed pilgrim, and then go from there? Yeah, I know we discussed before play. Yeah, we were going to do the the doomed pilgrim, and then we were going to see where we went from there. Probably following some of the the suggestions at the the back of the pamphlet, but. Kale's in the chat is asking how we feel about horror elements, and I think uh, that's a discussion worth having. Yeah. I have this image in my head of a possible hazard, um, or enemy, I guess, that I could bring in, but it's a little bit creepy, and not super body horror-y, but like, definitely not human, and so I was just like, are we cool with that? I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, we've generally said that our rating that we've aimed for is PG-13-ish, with a couple of characters trying to push that rating towards more M slash R. <laughs> I say that very aware where I fall in on that category uh-huh. of characters that do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think you can do, like, horror and unsettling things, um, like genre-wise, without sort of going too descriptive. So I'm definitely down for, for spoopy, basically. Oh, absolutely. Spoopy and horror and... The terror is the night is dark and full of terrors. What's up? Yep. Jordan Martin. Yep. So um Holla. I think that's yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. So we were gonna do Doomed Pilgrim and see where we went from there, but I think that depending on how that goes, we'll probably just end up following the suggestions at the back of the the pamphlet as far as stringing games together. So the first game that we wanted to play out of the out of the the group of games is uh, a doomed pilgrim in the ruins of the future, and the basic concept of that game is there is one person who plays the quote unquote doomed pilgrim, who's somebody who's trying to get from one place to another um, by by traversing this this post apocalyptic land, and everybody else basically plays the world around them. And the players, the the doomed pilgrim's goal is to get from point A to point B. The um, players who are the world, their goal is to do everything to stop them. And so it's kind of a conversation where the doomed pilgrim makes a statement and asks a question. And then the first of the other players to speak up is the answer that the doomed pilgrim takes. So, for example, one of the questions that I could ask is, you know, uh, something warns me of an approaching danger. What warns me? And then somebody else could answer, you hear claw scratching in the distance or something like that. And then that's the sort of conversation that the game takes. Cool. So Marius is going to be our pilgrim, right? Yes. And they are trying to get from the uh, Mage Enclave to safety, which... What do we want to define as, like, the end goal? Do we want to say that uh, they're running to a distant city? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the way that it suggests uh, the play together, would the next one would be caravan guards, if we wanted to go with that. So I like the idea that that's where Morris is going, and then if, you know, surviving all of that, they might cross paths with the others who are travelling as a group. That sounds fantastic. Cool. All right, so... I've been traveling from the the ruins of the Mage Enclave of Anukar uh, for at least a week. I'm tired and I'm afraid. And the game suggests uh, 
choosing two things that I have and I have um, wealth hidden in my clothing in the form of the tome that I'm carrying and I have the summoning name of a ghost burned into my memory so that's some of the some of the the knowledge that I carry I have in my head this can only go well yes (laughs) obviously Um, and so I'm walking through let's say the jagged lands uh, something warns me of an approaching danger. What warns me? There's the sound of a bird cawing overhead. I look around and I try to find the uh, direction that the bird came from. Can I? No. All right. Well, I push forward in the direction that I've chosen and I try to peer through the uh, the, the vine-choked uh, jagged rocks. What do I see? Um, I think you see uh, it's there's too many like uh, birds for you to really make it out, but you can tell that something has died just up ahead, and all the birds are feasting on it. Oh dang! Um, as I approach, uh, I try to get a better look at the carcass to see what killed it. Can I make out any signs of how this how this creature died? Um, you see, like long claw marks that are too big to belong to any of the birds okay that doesn't sound encouraging at all um (laughs) (laughs) Um, getting right into it oh yeah Uh um so i think i'm going to uh backtrack a little to back away from this this carcass because whatever killed it is probably still around and i'm going to try to uh swing wide around this area but uh, how unforgiving is the terrain? The vines are covered in thorns that catch and pull at your clothing. And small cuts appear where they uh, they catch on you. And it's hard going and it's slow. And you have to like unhook the thorns from yourself to be able to get going further. So kind of scratched up and a little bloody, I make it to an outcropping... Uh, where I can kind of get a better view. Uh, can I see the the creature that killed that animal the birds are feasting on? I think you can see something big, like like the size of a tiger or something, like stalking through all of the jagged rocks. But you're not sure if you're pretty sure that it's that thing, but it could also just be shadows shifting. Oh, boy. Okay, so I continue to try to, to swing wide around that area, but I try to keep my eye on the moving shadows. Can I? No. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I try to get through an area that um, maybe looks a little more clear. Does being in the open put me in more danger? Uh, yes, because you can see the creature... Um... Like if you're in a, a like a clear area, you can see the creature like waiting um, at the edge. What does it look like? Mm. I'm imagining at least partially like it's something like big and on more than two legs and like fluffy. But does anybody else have like design elements they want to add to this creature? Big, big, long teeth, like saber-toothed tiger teeth, coming out of its jaw. Its fur is patchy and mottled, and 
you think it's one thing but then it shifts its muscles and you see like different markings and it's like like someone dreamed of a whole bunch of different big cats and it got smushed together and this was born of it oh nice it does have the the tiniest little meow though Oh my gosh. I'm hearing someone's cat in the background. Yeah, that's that's little butt. And I'm just like, let's just work this in. Let's yeah. just work this in fully. <laughs> I, I think it should have the, you know, big, like, reflective, like, green-yellow cat eyes as yes. well. Yeah, so basically you're describing little bit to me. <laughs> <laughs> Except bigger. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... I lock eyes with the creature. Does it show any sign of sentience? Yes, it blinks at you slowly, watching you. I sort of raise one hand as I as I look at it and say, I'm just a traveler passing through. I am not nearly so good prey as what you've left to the birds. I just want to get to my destination. What does what does the creature do? I think it says, uh, what do you have to offer me? Ooh, that's good. In a tiny little cat voice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it maybe it doesn't even say it out loud or I don't know, you just like oh, Ooh. You hear a voice in your mind. I love yeah. it. You just know. And you're also not sure like you know, you've been traveling a while, like maybe this thing is speaking to you, but maybe you're just like You've just been out there too long, you know? Yeah. Um, I can offer you knowledge. If you like, I can share the name of a ghost that you can use to draw it to you. I think you hear it chuckle. And it settles down slightly. It's like, hmm. Tell me something interesting. I can tell you the story of how this place came to be. Does that interest you? Yes. I think I pause and I consider what version to tell and I tell the version that speaks of the mages of Anukar and how they tried to fight a darkness that was overtaking the land um, in the form of great machines. And they tried to fight it with the land around them, and they weren't able to succeed, but the land had responded to their call, and that's why everything is overgrown the way that it is. Uh, Does this satisfy the creature? So it was the land that tore up the moss and made the jagged rocks and thorns harsh beneath my feet? The machines ripped up the land, but the land covered itself in defense and I gesture to the the thorny vines and I say this is this is the way the land tried to defend itself with the mage's help yes if you're a mage and your people caused this can you not undo it I'm the last mage of Anukar I can only do so much I think the creature laughs at that is it the kind of laugh that you make before you try to hit somebody? 
Um, it's hard to tell. It's sort of it. It's sort of mocking, but it's not quite hitting that mark. Please let me pass, and if I make it where I'm going and I share this knowledge, there will be more mages, and we can try to repair the damages that were done in the past. Is that a promise you can make? I can't make that I'll survive, but if I do, I can promise that I will share the knowledge, and those I share it with, I will make them promise to help. Mm. And I think I just sort of start shifting to the side a little bit, as slowly as I can manage. Uh, Does the creature notice? No. And as you move, you can see that which you couldn't see before, uh, one of the creature's eyes have has less luster than the other is clouded over. If I ran, could I outrun the creature? Is, like, for now an answer? <laughs> yep. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Please just let me pass. That's all I ask. I think you hear the creature sort of go, <laughs> in the back of your head. <sighs> go... Well, I still am of the inclination to let you. And I do not need to be told twice. I am off like a shot. <laughs> um, what what sort of terrain awaits me on the other side of the clearing? I think it's a pile of... I say a pile. It's like rocks that you have to climb. Like, it's like not quite a sheer cliff, but it's like you have to... It's this steep incline of more of these jagged rocks. There's not as much greenery here, but it's going to be hard going to climb up it. All right. I scramble up as best I can, but I know that I'm slowed by already being bleeding and I know the rocks will cut my hands, but there's no other way. Um, when I get to the top of the, this rocky incline, what do I see? Um, I think I, I think you see a lot more of the, the birds um, from before, and you found in the sort of like small valley in front of you, you found where a lot of them nest, and you know you're going to have to make your way like very close to the, those nests to go forward. As I pick my way towards the nests, do the birds give any indication that they see me or care? No. I decide to go ahead and take the direct route this time instead of swinging wide, and I pick my way through the nests, taking care not to disturb them. Am I successful? Uh, no, I think you accidentally step on a nest that was small enough that you didn't quite see it, and you attract the attention of just one of the birds, um, and it, it caws at you. Is the bird large enough to do me harm? Yeah. Well, so far running has worked well for me since I've already attracted the attention of this bird and since I'm already bleeding, I decide to make a run for the other side of this nesting ground. Can I get away without the birds attacking? Yes. Okay. So I make it to the other side and I look off into the distance. Can I see some place that looks safe to be heading towards? Yes, I think you can see up ahead the glimmer of a fire flickering in the 
approaching dusk and it's small enough and contained enough to be um, that someone has made it. It's not a naturally occurring flame. Okay. And what lies between me and my safety? Running water. I was just about to say that. All right. So I make my way to this to this running water. And uh, how deep is it? How quickly does it run? Deep enough you have to swim. Fast enough that it will be hard work, but not impossible. And it's very cold. Yeah, you're lucky that it hasn't rained recently. Oh, this is this is bad because you have a book. I have a book. Uh-huh. Oh no. Is there <laughs> is there anything that I could try to wrap the book in? Uh any any sort of leaves or or foliage large enough that I could try to make a a like a pack for the book? You've just been carrying the book in your hands. I've been carrying the book in my robes, but I've been clutching it close because it's Aww. it's it's yeah. precious. I think nearby the water is a large plant with waxy leaves that could work if you had something to bind it. What were the nests made out of that I passed through? Were there any sort of supple, long supple things? in the nesting material that I noticed. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very sort of viney place, right? But mm. there's lots of vines that you could wrap stuff up in, but like like we said before, there there are thorns on them, so you're going to have to contend with that. Okay. I set to stripping a vine of its thorns and trying to make it such that I can use it to to bind the the pack that I'll make for the book. Um, am I able to, am I able to tear the vines with my hands or do I need to find some sort of implement to, to, to cut them? I think the vines are weak enough, um, because they have the thorns to protect them. They don't need to be super hardy. So as long as you, you know, watch for the thorns, you can rip up the vines pretty easily. Um, but by the time you're done dealing with that, um, Night has totally fallen. Oh, shit. Okay. Do I still see the glimmer of the campfire from where, I am, where I'm at? Yes. Alright. Then we're gonna... We're gonna do this. So I bind up my book, and I try to make sure it's as tight as I can, and I put it back in my robes, and I start wading out into, into the water... Am I swept away? No, but the water is so cold that it's hard to breathe for a moment and you have to wait, moving as much as you can before you can gather enough of yourself to start to swim and you are going to be soaked by the time you get out the other side. There is no part of you that's going to be dry. The book might be okay. Yeah. You, mm, that's all right. The book is what matters. I've got to get this knowledge safely to somewhere where it can continue to be studied. And so I start swimming as hard as I can. Do I make it to the other side? Yes. Okay. So I am 
soaked and I am shivering and I have very little strength left and I'm on the other side of, of the river and uh, I don't even really have the wherewithal to check the book. I'm not sure I want to until I can get to safety because they have a fire. Maybe I can use that to dry the book out if something has happened to it. And uh, I start walking. Do I notice anything following me? No. All right. And I keep pushing forward. Uh, do I hear anything out of the ordinary? I think what you can hear that's out of the ordinary is people talking um, and laughing and sounding more cheerful than anything you've heard in a long time. In that case, if it's all right with you, I will say that Marius stumbles into the, the light of the campfire and promptly falls the fuck over and passes out. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Hey, y'all did this to to them, so... <laughs> no, 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 the world did this. The world did this. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's called nighttime. Like, it just <laughs> happens like this. <laughs> it's fine. It'll be fine. Is this a good place to end this one, or...? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is... So, All right. so we move on to the caravan guards and the ruins of the future. Would it make sense here to move to Night Watch? Yeah, yeah. sure. Because we're we're there. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm down. Night Watch in the ruins of the future. Setting the stage as per the, the text. All the characters are in a hazardous place at night, keeping watch, talking together and sharing stories of their pasts. Do we have fire? Must we speak softly or may we speak out aloud? Do we know who our enemy is and where or do we keep watch against uncertain dangers? Are we on our own or do we keep watch over others sleeping? So we've already established that we have fire mm -hmm. and that we can speak aloud. So do we know who slash what our enemy is and where or are we keeping watch against uncertain dangers? I think uh, based on at least what we established in the previous game, I think it's more uncertain dangers than a specific... Yeah, I think there's a chance yeah. that like anything could come out of... Yeah. Mm. And we don't know what it could be. And is it just I suppose now the three of us, the four of us, sorry, um, there, or are there people with us that are sleeping? Is it like a group that we're escorting? Or is it just us? I could go either way, though. I'm definitely leaning just us. I'm heavily leaning just us. Sure. Okay. I'm happy with that. So we've already said what our characters look like. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. So who's going to be the first night player? I was going to su suggest it be... It, like, the night player's character isn't there, right? They're the one that prompts the stories. We take turns being the night player. Yeah, or their char their character won't really. I mean, yeah the the night player is the just one, the one who... who asks the questions. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start as the night player then, Dora? As Marius is sort of new to the group, as it were, and, and also passed out. Met. Yeah, we need to wake you up. Yeah, <laughs> and like, mm -hmm. but it could also work if one of us is like, I believe you are like 
one of the mages, that's right? True. Yeah. That's true. How do we wake Marius up? Oh, I think... I think... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jade. I was just going to say, I think the second that this poor person, like, walks into the light of our campfire and passes the fuck out, mm-hmm. Tyler is literally just, like, up on their feet, just like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. And, like, gathers them up and literally, like, picks them up and mm-hmm. brings them over to the fire and sort of, like, okay, 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 um, Yvain, and just sort of, like, gets... Mm-hmm like starts pulling off like the wet outer robe and just like getting a blanket yeah. and just like yeah i think Yvain, yeah Yvain, like as also as soon as as uh as uh, marius showed up was like just like very calmly got up and went and got like warm clothes and already has them ready by the time tala goes Yvain. <laughs> cool sable it just sort of leans on their staff and sighs <laughs> <Thanks for nothing. laughs> I think uh, Marius isn't passed out for long, but like as as they're being, uh, as their their clothes are being taken off in favor of dry clothes, they're like, no, no, you can't take that. Please don't, don't take that. Don't worry, we're not. We're just going to put them over here. All right, you're gonna get hypothermia. Okay. And. Marius Marius nods, but like is always keeping an eye on on the the damp pile of clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put them next to the fire so they dry off. All right. All right. Is the the bundle of leaves that holds the book visible? Um, yeah, it's it's in like an inside pocket, so it's one of those things where it's like. Oh, in... it's small. It's. It's not small, it's... I'm imagining, like, these robes were meant for carrying books, so, like, there's, like, a big, like, Junko jean size pocket on the inside. <laughs> are we, are we imagine- talking like... I'm just been imagining this giant tome that you've been, to- like... Yeah, no. No, I'm imagining it, like, you know, a small to medium-sized it- college textbook, basically. I was gonna say, I oh was imagining, God. like, now, like, a player's handbook, but thicker. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, I, that no, kind of, like, I've A4 size, but that. thicker. I've been imagining, well, yeah. like... Oh. oh, that was how I started, but after Inside Pocket, I'm like, oh, so, like, sort of just over A4 size, but thick. Yeah, yeah, I've exactly. I've been imagining, don't like, say that. I don't even have a reference point for how big this like Mickey, is. Like the Like Mickey Mouse in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, like, big enough to sit on kind of thing if it was <laughs> yes. opened and you were and you were Mickey Mouse. Yes, like, your your arms, like, like, like holding yeah, it is no. a challenge. That's what I've been imagining. I guess, but it's small enough to be hidden. Oh, there we go. But yeah. cool. So now we now we have a frame of reference for this like <laughs> telephone book slash college textbook. An hour later, we have a frame of reference for this. <laughs> <laughs> we had to play um, to find out what book it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's no, because uh, if it was going to be noticeable, I wanted Sable to notice it. But if it's hidden, I think. Well, like if Tala took off the outer coat, like. Mm-hmm. They would have found it. Yeah, it's just like and pulled it out, just like because it's a separate thing, and just like rested it separately from mm-hmm. the clothes because the clothes aren't going to dry if there's something big in the pocket. Mm. Oh. so it's yeah. like there. Also, the new clothes that that Evan gives you are ones that um, she she knitted herself. <laughs> oh, oh, she's a good bless her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who wants to? 
prompt a story. I mean, I can just be like, I believe that you are one of the mages of Anukar, aren't you? Yes, I... I am. Or... Well, I am, but... Anukar is no more, so perhaps I am now just a mage. You're still of Anukar, even if Anukar no longer exists. That doesn't change. I suppose you're right, but... It also doesn't change the fact that Anukar is no more, and I am the last the last of the mages from there, and my package is the last of the knowledge that we have. What happened to Anukar? We were overrun. There was... There was an army, and we had no idea. We had so little warning. They struck in the night, and I... I think they may have been some of the worshippers of the god of the dead. I I thought magic worked against most things. Magic does work, but if we don't know if we don't know then how can we use our magic? I I believe they were worshippers of Ningal, but they had they had magic of their own, I think. They had her protection, and there was so little we could do. We had so little time. We couldn't prepare, and all of my compatriots are dead. How is it that you escaped? My mentor chose to give her life for mine. She was able to give me this book, and she was able to cast an illusion upon me so I could slip out just before she was struck down. Yeah, Evane, like, at that, like, you know, doesn't start crying, but, like, gets, like, really sad and, like, <laughs> takes Marius's hand and just, just says, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. I'm, I'm just trying to get to one of the cities so I can make sure this knowledge doesn't die with me. And that's all I want. May I... May I travel with you? I don't care where you're going as long as there are other people. I think, I mean, we can, we can take, we can take them, right? Tala just looks at Sable. <laughs> like, can Sable? we? Sable? <laughs> Sable's just like, oh, okay, yeah. Sable, they could probably teach us magic. Can you? If you have the aptitude and the inclination, I can teach you anything that I know. Magic is a dangerous tool to have. So is a knife if you hold it wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't learn it. I'm saying you should know what you're getting into. I always know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just... Just don't grab the pointy bit. I don't think magic has a pointy bit. I bet it does. Magic is an energy, and you shape it with your mind and your hands. So it can totally have a pointy bit. I'm not going to make a pointy bit. Good. <laughs> Could we use magic to, to feed people, or to create warmth without fire, or to heal 
people or to make ruined buildings whole again? Magic can do some of those things. And some of those things magic has not been used for yet, but that was something that my fellow mages were striving toward, is being able to heal the damages that the machines did so long ago and to ask the land to to heal itself. You can talk to the land. I can't. I don't um, think you're telling the whole truth. All right. Let roll me, some dice. Let me roll. roll. Some dice. Um, <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't have the rules in front of them, um, there's a section in the Night Watch that says, at any point in the story, any player at all may choose to imagine that the one speaking isn't telling the whole truth. Say so. When this happens, the player speaking rolls two dice. Um, on a two to five, you might be overstating your role or accomplishments. On a six to eight, you might be forgetting interesting details. And on a nine to 12, you might be holding back something delicate, embarrassing, incriminating, improper, or inexplicable. All right. So I rolled a seven. And so that means that I might be forgetting interesting details. And so I think I just sort of swallow a little and I said, well, it's it's a difficult thing and I am well versed in the magical arts, versed enough that I have the summoning name of a ghost, but I suppose with the knowledge in the book I could work it out, but not now. I think Evane's like grip, like Evane hasn't stopped holding Marius's hand, and like her grip tightens, and she looks at you very seriously, and she says, "But what cost does magic come with? At what cost can you work all of these miracles?" Magic is an energy, and if you do not know how to shape it, the magic will shape you instead. Evane nods and lets go of their hand. And I think I'm going to transition to being a, the night player, and I'm going to look mm -hmm. at Sable, and I'm going to also pull up my name generator because I want to ask a question. You... What's a good name for my OC, Sable? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So um, I think Marius looks at Sable and says, you look to be one of the acolytes of Afiel, are you? Not anymore. Then they look away. Tala leans it. Who's Afiel? 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 I think I read that name once, but I don't remember where. I don't think Sable's telling the whole truth. Oh, great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got over this. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, who is Afiel? Who are you imagining? Oh, I wasn't imagining anything. I just needed a name to to nice. that oh, made great. it sound okay. interesting. So it's entirely up to you who Afiel is. I just wanted to give Sable something cool to have potentially been a part of. Okay, great. Um, so I also rolled a seven, which means I'm forgetting interesting details. Um, and I think that um the thing that sable is forgetting is that 
and I, I, I don't know if they realize this. Um, like, like, I don't think that they're consciously going to realize this, but I think the thing that they're forgetting is that they still are. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, that's good. They think they, they think they got out, and they didn't. Okay, now I need to go to a, now, now I need to go hmm. to a generator. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have the Donchon generator sh- uh, up in another tab mm. these days. I love it. It broke the other day, and I was so upset. Like, it just stopped working. Oh, man. Um, so I think we- I think we can continue from that point if someone- I don't think Sable's going to talk about this on their own. So someone has to- someone's gotta nudge them. Yeah, tell us, like, but what is that? Who is that? What is it? Is it a person? Is it a god? Tala. Don't be weird. Awesome. No, it's 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 all right. It was going to. Oh, we were going to talk about it eventually. They once, they once were, no one major. No one major. Once they were, uh, a, a minor, a minor god of. Um... A god. Yes. I don't follow gods anymore. What do you follow? The path to safety, to something better than this. I can get behind that. I can rely on my own instincts far more reliably than I can rely on any god. That's spoken like a true former acolyte. Did, did Did the god hurt you? No. No, they were I, I I never met them. None of us none of us ever did. But no, they never they never hurt us. I don't think you're telling the whole truth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be doing a lot of this. It's so good. It is really good. Oh shit, I should be keeping the Sunderland open, not the dock open. Uh, nine to twelve. Anna, you might be holding. <laughs> <laughs> this was the this was the result I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sable, fuck their god. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's so. Good. I stand by what I just said in the chat, which is we have to play divine mundane after this. <laughs> we will. Yes, <laughs> we will. Um. But they're they're definitely not going to talk about that. <laughs> do, do they blush? <laughs> what? I what? said, do they blush? Oh yeah, do they? Faintly, yes. <laughs> then Tyler goes, "Ooh, say nothing." Didn't say anything. Just went, "Ooh." They're 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 they're. <laughs> that's what they say, and then they're blushing more. <laughs> yeah, I think Marius thinks to themselves that that Sable smells strongly of Aphiel but does not say anything. <laughs> um, well, I think um, Evane is like vaguely embarrassed by all of this as well. Um, and she says, well, um, how, how long ago was that? Uh, a long time ago, right? Yeah. A really long time ago. 
because you're you're pretty old now. I mean, not that you're like old, but they laugh, and it's not unkind. Mm-hmm. I understand. How long have you been traveling together? That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think Tala and Devane were on their own for a while before Sable. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I think they attach themselves to Sable like limpets. <laughs> <laughs> and Sable just hasn't bothered to shake them off because traveling in a group is smarter than traveling alone. That sounds uh, fair. And I have been traveling our whole lives. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, at least as long as I can remember. They're older than me, if you can believe it. <laughs> I am a lot bigger. No, I, I don't really remember a time when we went. I remember, I remember Yvain being a baby, but I don't remember not moving. When you were with Athiel, did you have a, a home? Yeah, I did. I don't think I'm ever going to get that back. And that we are alike. You know what? I don't think our characters actually introduced each other. So. No. No. We're sharing deep personal secrets about ourselves and we don't know each other's names. <laughs> well, I mean, we could have. We could, I mean, that could have happened. You know? it, it could happen off screen, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think Yvain wants to, like, like rest her head on Tala's shoulder. <laughs> She's sad. Do we want to move on to a different story or another game? or? Um, we should move on to a different story because I want to hear yeah. from Yuvain and Tala. Mm-hmm. Mm, that it prompts. Well, they have them already. What? I know, but I don't know how to... I, I'm trying to think about how to fill in these blanks and I'm blanking. That's okay. It happens. You can take your time. It also doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Marius turns to to Tala. If you've been moving your whole life, does that mean you're a nomad of Arcala? Uh, I don't. Mm. And Tala looks to Evain because, well, Evain might have a thing with gods. Tala does not. Mm-hmm. Tala doesn't hold with any of that. I I think we might have been based on it's also fuzzy since it was so long ago but I remember us wearing the colors of Arcala as children but that could be a coincidence it's just if you're from anywhere near here the most likely reason for for wandering is to maintain the protection of Arcala, but I suppose not everybody who moves or wanders does so at Arcala's behest. We move to maintain the protection of ourselves. (laughs) Hmm. I suppose that's true. I suppose 
not everybody was so lucky as I was before that night. I don't, I think that I am very lucky. I have my sister by my side when so many people are alone. I know the paths. I know how to find paths. I know how to keep my blade sharp and not to hold the sharp end. I don't hold track with much in the way of gods or I don't know and I don't know about magic but I know what I feel and I know how to track using the stars so I don't find myself wanting for anything and I certainly don't consider myself to be lacking in anything but didn't you ever want to find some place we could call home I mean you're my home but exactly I, I can't remember I don't think we're ourselves when we have to stay up all night keeping watch and sleep in snatches and I don't know I'm I'm glad you're happy but I want something more you know that's why I read about mm. the gods because I just like to imagine there's something else out there besides fields of thorns and rivers and cities full of people ready to pick your pocket at any moment you're you're not going to pick our pockets are you what was your name my name is marius and no i i have no need to pick pockets i just have need of the the warm fire which you've graciously shared with me we should feed you too you're skinny yeah, your clothes are just falling apart and also look terrible. Well, I've been running for some time now. Um, thankfully, the army that destroyed my brethren, uh, thankfully they did not follow. But I was not cut out for a life of wayfaring. See, but we have to take them with us. Hmm. I already said we could, didn't I? You don't have to look so unhappy about it, though. This is just my face. I know, you should work on that. <laughs> I was born with this face. My parents gave me this face. Why would I change it? I promise it will not crack and fall off if you smile once in a while. <laughs> That's me laughing. <laughs> Tala, you, you have to give them time. Come on. But they're already so old. Time to warm up to us. Mm, fine. It's like that that baby bird that one time. Mm. Okay. Sure. It's like an old baby bird. Mm. <laughs> Very old. Like super old. I think it's impressive, alright? It's you don't see many old people in a world like this. <laughs> Sable, how old are you? Why would you ever ask a lady their age? <laughs> Should I not? No. Oh. But you always said the best way to get information was to ask questions. There are some questions that are impolite. Oh. 
And some people will answer them anyway. But not me. Okay. Okay. I think Yvain might actually be laughing a little bit at that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like maybe this might be a good place to to close it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So who's currently the night player? We need to roll two dice. For after the last story. I think it's Dara. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so rolling 2d6. And what this roll determines is after the last story, um, we roll two dice to kind of determine how the night watch went. And I rolled a 10, so... Dawn comes and the night has passed in peace. Woo! Great. Hallelujah! Go team! <laughs> Go team! Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, what next? Did we want to do then the caravan guards? Because then we'd be moving. And then we'd be the hazard player. Yep. If we're heading somewhere. <laughs> Thank you.